0: on the recorder yes seated. well well you know i come out of recovery you know recovery aa all that stuff and um So you don't really know the problem until you get a, uh, some relief from it. Yeah? Actually, you know the problem from the solution, truly. While you're in the problem, you think you know it, but you don't. Yeah? But when you get out of it, then you get a really good idea of what it is. And so, a lot of this is from hindsight, and from entertaining certain possibilities, and then I would call them sort of downloads occur, Yeah, and your mind receives them, the big M mind, and then uh, some of them get translated into talks. yeah, so I'm sitting here and then, because what I found over time, the true value isn't finding uh, out who we are, but finding out who we're not, yeah, if you can find out who you're not, then you'll start being what you are, who you are, yeah, you're never going to know it because it can't be an object to you as the subject. So it's closer to you than anything else, and that's why we're missing it, in a sense, yes? And because it's always there, it's hard to notice. Just like people, very rarely do you go to a cafe or any public place and hear people complaining about the effects of gravity. Yes? They're not you oh, you know, it's shoulders heavier than yesterday. And even when they're climbing up a hill, they usually think the hill is steep. They don't realize it's the gravity. This, this force that we don't notice but that's always impressing its influence on the body. Yeah, Because it's always happening you don't know it's happening really. You get to know gravity's effects when you get relieved of it by going into like an anti-gravity chamber then you'll realize what gravity is like. Yeah? By its absence. That's how you really get it. You really get the the effects of gravity and what gravity is by having a direct hit of what it isn't, you know? So you get relieved of it, and then you know it. And that's what happens with this, this message. It's about, uh, I don't know about you, but since I was younger, like when I was really young, I wasn't in an abusive situation. And uh, there was a lot of qualities that I had nothing to do with achieving or getting. It was just the natural state of being a kid where you'd be playing... And you'd be really playing because she hadn't had any thoughts about uh, next week. You didn't you know, so you weren't worried, well I'd be playing next week because time hadn't set up yet. Yeah? So you were in the moment because you hadn't entertained you could have be out of the moment. Yeah. Now getting into the moment seems really valuable, but it's not because of the moment, it's based on this insane idea that we could be out of the moment. So like a lot of people are trying to get into the moment. But that presupposes that you're out of it, yeah? When you were a kid, you didn't have that. You weren't trying to get into the moment. You weren't looking for retreats or reading self-help books, when you're three or four, were you? But you were spontaneous. All those things that you feel like you need to work at and study and try to acquire were basically freely offered at that time. It's like if you see a dog at the beach, uh, let's say if you have a Labrador... You throw the ball f- out for it once, and it's happy as hell. After the five hundred time, it's happy as hell. Yeah? It's never like, it never just stops and says, fuck you, you know, I'm bored of this. You know, give me something else. It just keeps doing, it, doing, doing. And a kid, if there was a little baby here, and it came and you went, woo! The kid would go, oh, be so surprised. And you do it 20 times in a row, it would be surprised. But us, we're in a different state now. Something happens, oh, I know that. I fucking, that's happened before. The whole, the whole wonder and awe of life has seemed to have been dismissed. And then we, we have these false symbols that represent the wonder and awe, yeah? Like a big, fast motorcycle or this or that. But the wonder and awe is, doesn't seem to be readily available much anymore, yeah? You have to see that something, the mental, we in a way grew into something that caused us to grow out of wonder and awe and spontaneity, and spontaneity and immediacy and this and that. And the idea of time now runs us so completely, your whole thought system is drenched in time. So if your day is being navigated by your thoughts telling you, it's like if you go to work and then you go home and around 7.30, now you are at work since 9 o'clock to 5.00. You were there, right? Eight hours. So around seven thirty, the mind finally breaks the news to you: you had a bad day. Now, wouldn't you know you were, ha- you were having a bad day when it was happening? But instead, we just go on, and then the head tells us how we are, how we're gonna be, how we were, and we fucking buy it all the time. Oh, I'm bummed out. <laughs> Suddenly, now you feel like you're bummed out. Oh. I had a really terrible day at the job, but you had no idea what, how the day was at the job. It's after the fact that the head starts pontificating, oh, you had a terrible time today. And then you start blaming who you can blame and everything like that. It was not even close to what actually happened. It's just a freaking story. Yeah? So what happened to me was I was in that, my golden years were like two and four. You know, I was in an abusive situation. And I'll tell you, everything was just naturally brighter. I mean, just bright, and then a thought system, like a weather front moved in, and the thoughts and the thought system is totally centered on the idea of being a self, a long lasting and this is what it produces a feeling, this is a feeling it produces, or a sense that you and I have a long-lasting independent, separate entity, yeah like a body, a unit, yes, separate from all other units. <laughs> So, so here's the thoughts. So the thoughts, the thought system is called. It's a system of thought called self-centeredness. Everyone's saddled with it, and it's very. It's a very apt description. It's centered on self. Yeah, the whole system is centered on self, and how life is looked at is how it pertains to you. Yeah, it's not seen as life is happening. It's interpreted as life's happening to me. It's usually different. Now when you do something you really love, or you (coughs) jump off a cliff, or you jump in some cold water, then life's happening, yeah? Then there's that rush, but then then immediately it's usually run over by an interpretation. So you can do some extreme stuff that will (coughs) wake you up to this moment, but usually you're in a dull sort of sense of separation from it, you're like on a time lag. So you're waiting for the head to tell you how you're doing, you know, how it went, and everything like that. Because you're not seemingly conscious of what's going on. You're unconscious to what's going on, and you're hyper-conscious of what's, what's, what all this is, is who's going on to, you know? It's very important who it's happening to, but the happening really doesn't matter because that's just interpreted away. So you can ha- you know, I was in a relationship once in Australia. And there was a lot of, there wasn't a lot of pictures, but every picture that they took of me when I was in a relationship, I looked very happy. But my story of being in a relationship was I was incredibly unhappy. Yeah. so when I decided to leave based on my interpretation I was unhappy it surprised the woman I was living with because she saw me as being very happy I was surfing every day we had a beautiful house and a nice car But and most of the time when I was captured I had a big smile on my face but the story that was running was um, she's, she's imposing shit on me I feel claustrophobic I feel caught here And it was all made up But I believe it sufficiently enough, I split. I left that beautiful house. It's like that talking head song. It's a beautiful house, a beautiful car, everything like that. I split. (laughs) Now, it doesn't matter what happened after that, but basically, the movement wasn't based on fact, really. It was based on a mental interpretation. Yeah, the advertising was going on all day. My thoughts were telling me she's fucking with me. She wasn't fucking; she was making a pie. But I say, she's fucking with me. You know, what I mean? it's just insane. So this whole message is about how can I get relief from that system? Yeah, and some of the uh, some of the axioms around it are very clear. You can't get out of self as a self. Yeah. So let's say if the, this, what's reinforcing or, let's say, producing the problem is a mental state, you're not going to get out of it through a mental state. Yeah? But like Einstein said, what's producing a problem cannot produce the solution. You've got to move to another modality. Yeah? A modality of mind, let's say. So instead of being self-centered, to be centered. Both, they both have a center. One is a very small mental idea called self, and, and that's represented by your body location. So you, you think this is where you are. And then the other sentence is quite much larger, much more expansive, yes? It's always available at all times, with no requirement necessary. In other words, it doesn't abide by your mental considerations. It's always available. Now, I've had a long history of both living from both those, different times, yeah, from self-centeredness and from centeredness. And I'll tell you, centeredness begets a lot more lightness in my own life and in the people I participate with, in a stabilized manner, so I call it traveling lightness. It didn't change the geography of my life, but it allowed me to travel light or whatever the geography was, yeah? Getting jobs, not getting jobs, being sick, not being sick, yes? Because you and I have the ability to outshine the circumstances and situations we're in, yeah? Unless we're a mental circumstance and situation, then you're not going to be able to outshine it, yeah? So, this is what happened with me. I had enough suffering from that thought system that I was open to some kind of uh, another way, yeah? And so, what happened is I took a very circuitous route to it. First, I went through alcoholism and addiction and really had my ash royally kicked, and then I washed up on the shores of recovery, and I came to, and I started to explore what the problem was. And the The exploration or the investigation took me farther than how A.A. was actually even even presented, yeah? That it was a little farther than A.A. told me. That it wasn't just obsession with this idea of being Paul, it was the identification as that idea of being Paul. And that the obsessions, all of those obsessions were really there to reinforce the one identification. Yeah? So the mental obsession isn't the root of the problem, it reinforces the root, which is identification as. So you feel like when something happens, an action happens through this body, you feel like it's you. When there's a thought noticed, you feel like you're the thinker of it. When when something is seen, you feel like you're the seer of it, like you did it somehow, like you're doing seeing. (laughs) <laughs> so let's say if your body died, and your face didn't get hurt, and there would, you would, there would be no seeing through that eye, if someone took that eye out, hopefully, you know, a doctor, not just anyone, you know, but someone who took, through surgery, took the eye out, kept, it, <laughs> kept its integrity together, and put it in a dead body, I mean, in another live body, it would facilitate seeing. Yeah. But the eye isn't seeing. The eye facilitates seeing. Yeah? The ears facilitate hearing, but they're not what's hearing. Yeah? Without the life in you, you don't hear a damn thing. And the ears are totally unclogged, but there's no wax in them. You ain't picking up any notes. Yeah? So there's something that drives this experience. Now, we believe it's us, and to me that's the mistake. Yeah? We're, we're, this is what's being driven. This is not the driver. Yeah? This is the vehicle this is not the this is not the occupant yeah? I would say the occupant is more let's say uh, a spiritual nature not of a thing yeah So here you go. So when the scene going on there's the interpretation that I'm a seer and then I, and then you're the scene let's say okay So right now there's a scene happening. I have the ability to see and scenes going on. But the mental interpretation is I'm the seer and you're the seeing. It sounds alright, yeah? but what happens is when the emphasis goes on me as a seer and you as a seeing, I don't emphasize the seeing. And that's where life is. It's not in the seer and seeing, that's the interpretation. The seeing is life. That's the Alam of life. That's being on the pulse of living. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. The interpretation is seer, seeing, feeling felt, feel or felt, you know, hear or heard. That's a a step away from life. It's an interpretation. And now we've been carried away down that road and we're way up the ass itself in a lot of ways. We're way up in the ass of an interpretation where we need like a divine pathologist to pour us out. We need to have like extreme turbo Buddhism to pour us out for a one hour after the three week retreat we did. <laughs> you know, we get one hour of freedom and <laughs> you feel hear that sucking sound, that's your head going up the ass itself, you know. <laughs> and then okay, you walk around and you wanna do something. Alright, I'm gonna shoot goat and I'm gonna get out of it. Or I'm gonna jump off a cliff, you know, with a hopefully with a parachute on. So I gotta do something extreme, catch a forty foot wave that let me feel like I'm really alive. Yeah? But what usually happens is, as soon as you get off the wave, the emphasis, mental point of view, is who saw me catch that wave? You know what I mean? Did they get me, did Surfer Magazine get that picture? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all about you, once again. Okay? The wave is forgotten, the, the, the sense of being alive is forgotten, and then it's you again. This is the story that's going to drive you fucking crazy. what was so freely offered when we were a kid if you weren't in an abusive family I wasn't, you know, I was just a little kid is now so hard to seem to acquire or get because it's not in the getting or the acquiring it's in the recognition of what you're not if you're not the thinker you'll be able to travel with thoughts a lot lighter I swear to God if you're not the thinker, everything changes Just like if we had these words up here that are important to all of us health, money, and let's say security. Alright? I guess those are pretty good ones. You could put a couple more. But alright? Now you look at them, what happens? It triggers a meaning, yeah? You see health, and if you're not in health, it seems to be really valuable to be healthy, yeah? So there's more meaning given to the word based on the condition you're in when you see it. Let's see if we can change the weight of those words by one adding one one word. My money. Usually different, isn't it? You don't worry about money, you worry about your money. Yeah? You're not worried about health. You're worried about your health. Yeah? You're not worried about security. You're worrying about my security. Yeah? The my, the my is the act of being the one. And that one is killing you. And if it's not killing you now, it will be killing you. Oh, it's not killing me. How much shopping do you do? How much seeking do you do every day? How much hope that you have on that avandas and that movie you got when you get home tonight? How much you're putting into your boyfriends and girlfriends to be saviors, to make you happy? All of that is an indication of the driving force of dissatisfaction that your life is based on. Don't be fooled. You're not seeking for just for the fun of it. You're seeking to get relief from something that you may not notice, that you may not really recognize, but it's still pulsating and they're still causing behavior to occur. People are seeking constantly. Yeah? They're looking for the next bigger, better thing, because right now isn't enough. Yeah. I find it as a form of slavery, tell the truth. I'm t- I don't want to be enslaved, I was enslaved to drugs, and I don't want to be enslaved to a person, I don't want to be enslaved to anything, yeah, I don't. I don't, definitely don't want to be enslaved to this thought system, no fucking way, because this thought system, if I'm having a good time, gets suspicious in 5 or 10 minutes, like I don't deserve that good time, or when are they going to find out? But when it's feeling bad, it says it's going to be a lifelong depression. I don't want that to be the theme of my life where it minimizes everything that's good and elongates anything that's perceived as maybe being bad. I mean, I I can't live in that Turkish taffy of mind. You know, it's just fucking no... You can't rest, there's no peace there. I mean, you do a three-week retreat and then... The, it, it it disease arises again, and you figure, well, if I do a three month retreat, it work. It's fucking seeking. It goes on and on and on and on and on. The point is, what is it? See, some great masters have said in the past, in, in quote unquote spiritual literature, that the seeker is the sought. Yeah, the seeker is the sought. Now, if that's true. Doesn't it seem to be crazy to be seeking? If the seeker, which thinks it's seeking, is what's going to be sought, why? how long does it take to find where you are? You're right there, yeah? I mean, how many years will it take me to find where I am? All I need to do is recognize it. Yeah, <laughs> I see it, and there's the it. So, you are what you're looking for. What? Yeah, you are what you're looking for. How can that be? Well, no worry, because you have an idea of you, which is not right, that causes you to constantly look outside of yourself for what you're looking for. And these people are trying to save you a lot of time by saying, you know what? What's looking right now is what you're looking for. If you can pause and let that sink in, it may change the way the posture that you'll live life with, yeah? Like the, 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 the pursuit of happiness won't be a fucking 100-yard dash. It'll be like a leisurely stroll because you'll have the thing you were looking for the whole time, a sense of contentment already, yeah? Like right now, I had, I had my knee got injured. And so the things I like to do, I can't do. I can't work, which I don't like to do that much anyway. I can't surf. I can't hike. Yeah, I can't go on tours because I can't go on. You know, I can't be on my feet that much. Yet, the day, the days I have are quite joyous because my joy isn't based on what I'm experiencing. It's in the state I'm in. Yeah, the state is infusing the most mundane behavior that I have all day. Really, I'm not doing much, (laughs) you know. I I swear to God. Yet there's a like a real uh, an aliveness to it, not from what I'm doing, but from here. Yeah, the state of mind I'm in is lending its own qualities to the experiences. In other words, the experience is a vehicle, not a fucking destination. I'm trying to get. It's a vehicle so that my state of mind can express itself. And it's very, very simple right now. Not doing anything I used to love to do. Yeah? Can't even walk around Clement Street with my girlfriend much because my leg hurts, my knee hurts. Yet, the attitude and outlook is extremely buoyant. How? Where is it coming from? It's obviously not coming from what I'm doing because I'm not doing much. It's not coming from there at all. Because it's not it's 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 expressing itself through what I'm doing. So with the most mundane activities, there's a joyous because my mind is joyous. Yes, my mind is at peace. It's not uh, I'm in a peaceful situation. This is a peaceful situation and it's lending itself to my day. Instead of trying to mine that out of the day, which means I have to surf, I have to hike, I've got to do these things, it's using these things I'm doing to express itself. which is, it's, it's a beautiful, freeing way because it's not defined by what I'm doing. Yeah. Because if it was, I'd be fucked right now. I was you know, I'm surfing four or five times a week, hiking, doing business. <laughs> one day, run. None. For six months, just cold turkey. No more surfing, nothing. Yet, the buoyancy, I'm amazed at it. Because before, everything was based on circumstances and situations. Having a girlfriend, not having a girlfriend, having money, not having money. Now, they're not based on circumstances and situations. It's based on the state that I'm in. Now, that, to me, is reliable. Because a lot of times, things aren't going to go your way out here. But if the way I am is based on how it's going, it's a very, very fragile thing, and there's going to be a huge urge to try to control it, which is going to produce a lot of anxiety because you can't herd cats, you know. You can't herd what things are how things are going to go. You can love someone and they may not like you. Yeah, seriously, never happened to me, but you know, it's a possibility. <laughs> So if there's a dis ease in you or you're not totally okay, that may be more based on what you're believing than any fact. Yeah. I found oh man, thoughts can be so heavy when they're preceded by mine, <laughs> They can stop your whole day. One thought can ruin your whole day, can it? But it's not the thought that does it. Because you can have an insane thought, and if you're in good shape, it won't have any effect. And it won't affect me, but if I have the same thought and hold it as mine, it has now it has a huge ability to affect. Where is it getting the power to, to affect through the thought or through the thinker. Yes. That's where the bondage lies in you being the thinker, you being the feeler. You're not letting feelings move through. Every feeling that you note becomes yours. And then it gets, it gets almost put into an orbit around this idea of Paul. Yeah? When f- feelings and thoughts, they come and go. But our mental condition doesn't allow that. It claims them to be ours and we use them to reinforce the feeling of being Paul. So now you're mostly rethinking and re-feeling every day. Every feeling that arises now refers to a quote-unquote past feeling you thought you had. And it's the you that had it. That's the bonding mechanism. I've seen it from the relief from it. I saw it. I've seen it from head to toe. When you recognize it, you're not looking from it. And that's the beginning of true relief. Yeah? Most of us are looking from it, seeking relief. The thing is, is to see it, and therefore there won't, there won't be any drive to seek relief. That's the relief in and of itself, is seeing you're not that. But most people are looking from it, and therefore they're driven to get, try to get relief from it, but they're trying to get relief from it as it. They're identified as it. They're trying to get out of themselves, but they want to be there to experience it. They're identified as them, and they want to get out of them, but as a them. (laughs) Self can't get out of self. It's an impossibility. Some great masters say, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use light to seek light. You can't use mind, big M mind, to seek mind. You just recognize what you're not, and then you find out mind. You find out light. You find out you're the Buddha. Yeah, you know, like we say in recovery, you'll comprehend the word "surrendered" and you will know peace. You'll comprehend it. in other words you, You'll 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 ha- it'll, it'll be like flesh and blood to you, and you will know peace deeply. Yeah, because the agitation will have receded. That agitation won't be getting whipped up anymore, and so your mind will become more at peace. Yeah. And it will reflect in your experience. here. Seriously, you'll travel lighter. I was with a guy today. He's a guy who used to come here in this in, out in Marin, Jim Cook. He's getting at the last stages of his life. You know. he's been going through this process, and it seems to me that it's very slow. But he's, you know, he's still here, but he's he's passing away. You know, uh, that light isn't going to illuminate the body soon anymore. The body's going to end. And yet, uh, I had such a joyous day with him, you know, because I just felt this huge wave of so much peace awaits him, you know. Mm. So much peace is available and he's right at the point of it, you know, where the agitations of the body and all the disappointments and all this and all that, and all the great joys of it, he's going to leave in such a lovely manner, you know. I don't think he's going to put up an inch of a fight and just go. It's just beautiful to watch, really, because we're all going in that destination, you know. This that you call you is going to stop. The body's going to end, and uh, if you're identified as the body it's going to seem like you're going to end and you're going to have a major flip out <laughs> when the curtain falls on you <laughs> but in this way you die before you die yeah. most people who are afraid of dying have never really lived Yeah. truly, because they're so afraid of dying, but they never really lived They've just been fed an interpretation by by their mental state. They gave up the reins of their life maybe between four and seven, you know, through the educational system and everything. And we've just lost our our center, and we've adapted to a self-centered view. And a lot of for a lot of us, it just doesn't fit well, you know doesn't fit well. It produces a lot of angst and dis-ease and discomfort and we want freaking relief. Yet the problem perpetuates itself because you look for relief as the problem. You try to get peaceful as what you are instead of realizing you're not that. And then peace will ensue. Yeah? So you get enslaved by being in it and you get enslaved by trying to get out of it. It has you covered both ways. If you... You hunker down, and you just try to deny and everything, and get loaded, or whatever. Just you know, it has you. And then when you seek as that to get out of as that, you're bonded to it still. You can't win here. It's like that lady said. I think an old Buddhist master said, "The wisdom of no escape." The wisdom of no escape is an incredible wisdom because there's no need to escape. You, know, you don't need to get out of a place you've never been in. This What you take yourself to be is not so. It can only appear to be so to you. It can never rise from its limitations of appearance is the highest level it can reach to become you. It never could. You weren't that when you were first 18 months of your life. There was no sense of being a separate thing when you were a young baby. We grew into it. And the thought system reinforces it all day. And our language we share with each other and we hear the thoughts in reinforces it all day because our language tells me, says that I'm doing something that I have absolutely nothing to do with. You know? Like the simple example of my hair, you know, the hair growing. People go, oh, you're growing your hair, like I'm doing it, you know? Yes, I've got like three hours a week I put aside for growing it. It's best early in the morning. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. If that's the the best potential, the light and everything. So I'm growing and I join a group and we grow our hair together. We measure it and we're all come on, Paul, let's go. And we you know we get ourselves psyched up, all right, we're gonna grow it today, right? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just don't cut it and it grows, yeah. Ah. But the thought system, the language goes, I did it, you know, or just like with the knee. Sometimes I'll say nonchalantly, I hurt my knee, like I took a hammer and banged my knee. <laughs> like I had a total intention. I hurt my knee that day. I didn't hurt my knee. I was doing something I loved in the knee out. But the language says I did it, you know? You gotta see it. You're trapped in your own little web all day. Yeah. Then we call each other up, and we, co- we co-sign our, our mutual trance. Oh right, yes, he really did it to you. Yes, I heard this lady share, and after the share, you know, she got hit. She was doing. First of all, she had a. She preceded it by saying how great she was doing, you know, and everything's finally culminated. My art's being sold, and everything, and then she says, "Oh, and I got hit by a car." Yes, yeah? so this is what makes it even juicier. See, it's juicier that it isn't good if it was really good just before. Yeah. <laughs> So now she hurt her shoulder, and then she talks all about it, and finally she says, that woman ruined my life. That's not a bad position. That's a bad position to be in when you think someone else has ruined your life. Yeah? There's absolutely no solution in there. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, she couldn't just come out and say that, but it was like, everything was great, and then suddenly this action happened, now everything's terrible. You know what I mean? Just like, I got hurt, let's say, January 6th, And my mental story is, January 5th, back, all the way as far as I can remember, was great. (laughs) And then he got hurt, and now it's been this slide downward, inexorably going down. It's all a story. You don't see it? Recognize it. Why do you want to fall for that every day? If it was producing great joy and freedom far out, but it isn't, isn't it? Yeah? how can you come in here let's say today's Wednesday most people if they're bothered right now are not bothered by this Wednesday it's last Wednesday and two weeks from now are bothering them yes it's their thought system dwelling on something that's actually not happening and it's producing an effect in your position right now so you can be in a beautiful setting yet be totally flipping out because you're not responding to right now you're reacting to yesterday and tomorrow that's it that's a that's a form of slavery. You're enslaved to the idea of being a you, and if you are enslaved to the idea, you have to dwell on the past or the future because that's where the sense of you is produced. You have to remember you as a body. The thought system thinks about you in the past; it pictures you as a body. So let's say I go, oh, what was I doing three years ago? The I represents a body. Because that's what you're going to think of. All right, there I am. How, are you thinking about spirit three years ago? You couldn't reckon, what's the difference? Spirit now, spirit three years ago. But a body, oh, there I was in Byron in Bay. Who, I was there? The body was there. Yeah. So the thoughts, think about the body, And they remember the body back then, but the remembrance doesn't happen back then. It happens now. You're thinking about you three years ago. Where do you remember you now? Now. You remember you as a body. Now. And you're worrying about what's going to happen to you as a body. Yeah. Where where does that effect occur? In the future or now? Now. You remember you're a body now. That becomes your fixed reference, and then the interpretation ensues. You live a mental story based on a physical object. Instead of realizing spirit, or what you want to call it, consciousness or awareness, yeah, have a little sense of that as a presence in your life. And I'll tell you, the true relief from mental and physical is not in the mental and physical. It's in that quote-unquote spiritual realm. That's where the salve is. That's where the true ointment is. So this is what we share every week. And people go, well, what are you going to talk about this week, Paul? The same thing I've always talked about. Because there's no point to go any farther unless this gets clear, seriously. Because if this isn't clear, it's going to be self trying to get out of self, the Buddha trying to find the Buddha, the mind trying to find mind. That's what it's going to do. That's what happens. Yeah? When this becomes somewhat clear, then everything else uh, becomes clear. You can try to do all these things in a clear way, but this point of view, this point will be clouded still. Because you'll be the meditator. You'll be the seeker. You'll be the knower of God. So I'm bored. I I don't want to stay on this step. This is the only step there is, really. Get the view right. And then you'll see what happens. Maybe your actions will start seeming deep. They'll start looking right. Then when you stop, you'll feel like you're meditated. You'll sense the presence of always available isness. And a lot of things will change. Instead of trying to change you, you'll realize you're not the you. The urban renewal project, which you're going to be, if you take your body to be you and you, you're going to be working on it incessantly for fucking ever. But what you, that that whole construction site can be closed down by because of lack of interest. Your interest gets relieved of that bondage yourself and now starts enriching your day. Start paying attention to like the cloud formations, the smells, the kids, the dogs, your girlfriend, stuff like that. And now the same thing that was enslaving you is enriching you. Yeah. It's just the vehicle it's in. And this is just a nice reminder because out there you're constantly reminded that you're a body. Yes? That you're the doer, that you're the haver, or you're the have not uh, it's you're the thinker, you're the alpha and the omega you're the big shaker and the mover. you know It's constantly, constantly being repeated subliminally in a lot of ads, everything, all day. You need an oasis every once in a while, a manipulated pause where you can escape from that constant repetition, the constant advertising, and maybe entertain a new novel idea see what happens I found that it became the unspoken yes in my life yeah. it became the last answer and now I've just been entertaining it for years and the results is like jeez, I travel lighter through good and bad or what do you want to call good and bad when it's going great or when it's going seemingly bad I travel lighter through both of them yeah, with no thought or effort on my part that would only fucking smack up the works. That'd be like throwing a wrench in it. If I tried to improve it, it wouldn't work out. I just leave it alone, and I find out about it. Yeah. And it's fucking bright and incessantly on and always available, right where you are, with no requirement necessary to meet it. It's before your breath. It's before the thing that you thought sat down it was already in this room and when you leave it will never go just like the space that's we're filling up with all these things where that space this space you know you move this chair does this chair take up any space when i move it do i have to have a certain pre bit of space that that's shaped just as this chair so i can replace it really quickly with space no Doesn't the chair actually appear in space? Just like this wall. There isn't an absence of space where this wall is. The wall's appearing in it, yeah? If the wall came down, you wouldn't have to call a big spatial construction site, hey, I need a big 20 by 30 piece of space. I'm taking this big fucking wall down. No, the wall is appearing in it, yeah? What's the difference between this thing and this thing? This is appearing in it, yeah? This this is appearing in the space. Yet, what's moving through this appearance is more space-like than appearance-like, yeah? What's looking is more space-like, more non-thingness than it's ever going to be a thing. We're more like the space we're appearing in than what's appearing in it, yeah? Why Pledge Allegiance... To the secondary event, which is the appearance, when you're at the primary, primary point, which is the space. It's not a big leap to start entertaining, you're not this, because where you'll find yourself is in all of this. It doesn't take one step to we'll get there. It's just recognizing, maybe, just maybe, you're not this. You don't have to, you don't even have to recognize it. Oh, dawn on you, and whoa, just start entertaining it. And then the, the proximity that you're always in will start influencing you. The space that you're always in will start spacing in you, yeah? You'll get a little sense of its presence and its largeness and its clarity and its emptiness. You'll start getting it as a body, through a body, Yeah? In other words, it's like the fish finally realizes it's in water, yeah? All the while, we're seeing the shells and the other fish, it never had a real sense of the, of the medium it was in, yeah? So it was living as if it was dry as a fish. <laughs> I need some water. <laughs> you're, you're totally drenched in it. But there's, there's a simple mistake that's causing you to believe Or not recognize the water, but recognize everything in it, you know, all the other things. But then the media not recognizing—that's what's like for us, and that's what happens. A little emphasis leaves the fish, and then some of it, and then it goes to the the ocean. And now you've got exactly what you needed to live the most lightest life as a fish—is a little bit of ocean. So little, just open the little fucking skylight, let a little of it in, and it goes a long, long way. Don't worry, you won't be obliterated. And you're not that funny anyway. You know? I'm going to lose my sense. You're not really that funny. You know? and, you know, I can't wait. Someone's going to recognize how special you are. They may not. <laughs> I would give up the ghost of hope because that ship of hope ain't taking you anywhere. It's blinding you to what's going on. I'm older now, so I've gone through a lot of the formulas of, oh, when I finally get there, which I've done, got that, which I've had, been with, which I've got, over and over again. You're the one that brings the joy into life, not what comes at you, but you. You're it. You're the source of happiness, not that person. What happens if someone's the source of your happiness and they leave? You're screwed, eh? That's an insane gamble, though. That's a bad bet to put down. Yes, you are the source of my happiness. That's what happened once. I had a perfect example of this guy I knew in Australia. He had this beautiful girlfriend, and I was with him over there, and he would sort of neglect her, you know. He wasn't paying much attention to her. And I was back and forth for a couple of years, West, West uh, Australia. And then he calls me up, and she left. And then suddenly, just, it coincided so perfectly, the time, the day she left, there was a deep realization that she was the source of all's happiness. <laughs> she never had it while she was around, but now that she left, it suddenly dawns on her, like, you don't see there was a little bit of a conspiracy there, mental conspiracy. Suddenly, he realizes she's the source of all my happiness, and I have no recourse of ever meeting her again. That's a pretty bad position to be in, yeah? <laughs> That's what the head does, doesn't it? It's, oh, this is... Uh, once, see, once it leaves, it makes it really juicy, because it produces exquisite suffering. Yeah? How much would you suffer if someone just leaves you? But if they have the one, and they leave you, woo, you're going to suffer incredibly. Yeah. yet you never recognized they were the one when you were with them but now that they're gone oh too late <laughs> it's all set up it's just the storyteller yeah and you're the butt of the joke yeah. do you like how it's going? if you don't there's going to be more and more chapters written with the same theme all about you <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored stiff of it, man. <laughs> that's, I like to have a book with no writing. Just see what how it fills up itself every day. Yeah, see what happens. So that's the little message. There is a solution, and there is a possibility you may not have entertained. That's available if you allow it into that system of thought. It may do wonders. Yeah. As it's to, maybe it will erode that false center and then you'll expand into centeredness. You know? So you missed the whole end, honey. I just showed her. I just gave out the secret handshake. You have to come back next year. Yes, the secret handshake will put you over the top. Oh yeah. Sure. You can subscribe to my five minutes of inspirational talks every morning. Call eight hundred <laughs> empty head. <laughs> Five dollar donation. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So yeah, I'm happy to see you guys. I hope you come back. If you don't, you know, I'll see you in a few years for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here Wednesdays and Saturdays in Marin City in Marin for the foreseeable future and we have a website Zen Bitchlap. you know it so if you're interested (coughs) everything's free you can download all the stuff The bill comes later, four or five years from now. you get a big bill. When well, I'm in the spiritual teacher senior citizen home, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to come. So it looks like we're having a meeting. So, uh, we got to get the, some people in to see Paul, so he looks like he's doing a talk. You know? He's in his end days, you know. He's the only thing that gives him value. Oh, come on, just pay we'll give you some extra pie. Just act like you're enthused. <laughs> yeah. I love this message. I mean, seriously, because I heard it and. It really became the unspoken. It was like an unspoken yes, and it became the last answer. And I, I got. I've had the great joy of entertaining it, yeah, and then watching its uh, wondrous expressions in myself and in others and everything. And um I'm always enthused by it to this day. I don't. It's just, it's just such a. So many people are having difficulties. You know. They're not traveling well the way we process life isn't really working well. you know we a lot of pollution we produce a lot of pollution just navigating one day you know resentments and fears and and blaming and excuses and rationalizations they're all signals of a failed system really and uh it's so much nicer if, if something could so it's just like you can just drive lighter, you know, you travel smoother, less friction against the waves of life. you can just sort of move through it better. Yeah? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, uh, you have a, a knee injury, right? And, and and it doesn't really affect your, um, your state. And I hurt my leg as well recently, and I'm kind of ticked by, and I feel really out of it right now. Yeah. Um I was still resonating with you, but I resonated more last week because I was feeling great healthy. Yeah, yeah, rested. yeah. Sure. Um, so what, what, um what's the worth of sort of taking care of yourself? Um, and you know, sort of maintaining yourself or is it oh, oh yeah. Or is it irrelevant in a way? No, it's not irrelevant okay. at all. Here you here it's like uh like you're a Toyota, you know. You're gonna drive. The body's gonna have an influence here, mm-hmm. yes. So like, uh, like I'd like it to be a Toyota, like get over three hundred thousand miles with not much maintenance. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I like to go because then it doesn't demand much. But when if you're injured or something, then you have to pay attention to it. It's just the appropriate thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot on offer there too. Because wherever you are, you're there. Yeah? Wherever you are, whatever conditions going on, or circumstance, you're there. You're it, bro. You and I are the reality. We're lending our reality to things because of a sort of... uh, Let's just say a trance or something. Somehow... It's, it's become very easy for us to lend reality to other things, to make this place seem real. Yeah? But don't, don't get fooled. Everything, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. The only way something seems real is if reality's lending it, reality to it. Yeah? In other words, you can make something that isn't real seem real because you're the reality. Yeah? Yeah? You're the reality. Nothing that's false can ever be real. It can only appear to be real to what's real. Yeah? So when something, one day, something's like the worst thing that ever happened to you, then you're in good shape the next day, it's the best thing that ever happened to you. It's that extremely different, the, the weight of the meaning that you're giving things. Yeah? We're the reality. We're the reality. And then we're lending, like The Course in Miracles says it in the most succinct way. It's one of my favorite statements in The Course in Miracles, which is a spiritual, whatever, it's a download. It's too much to get into now, but it's an interesting, very interesting book, The Course in Miracles, where he says, you and I are the dreamer of this dream. Yeah, this is a dream in a way. Just, if you don't believe it is, just look at everyone's having a subjective experience. Yes? Like here we are at the same event, but none of us are experiencing it the same way that's that that's an aspect of a dream yes you 're giving it the meaning you as the dreamer, yeah, so you and I are the dreamer of the dream. we forgot that we 're dreaming. This is the trick all right, so all right, you can take that statement, but i didn't just take that statement I said, what 's causing the forgetfulness, yeah. He's making a statement, we forgot that we're, the, we're dreaming. What caused me to forget that? Well, by remembering I'm a body. Yeah. By my remembering that I'm a body, I forget that I'm the dreaming. Yeah? It's as simple as that. So, through the identification itself, self, I seem to forget quite a lot that I'm the dreamer. And in that state, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forgot that we're the dreamer of the dream. And we've given everything we dreamt all the power to affect us as this thing. Yeah? Doesn't that explain your day? Yeah? And I mean every day. Not just one day. Every day. It's a template you could put over an 80 year life and it would explain everything. You and I are the dreamer or the dreaming of this dream. We forgot that we're dreaming it. And we've taken ourselves to be a dread object, this. And in that remembrance of this, I forget what I am. And then the meaning of being a dream is given over to other things. And those things now bite me in the ass. Yeah. Because I have an ass to be bitten. Yeah, I'm a thing now. Yeah? So this is the target, and they're hitting the target pretty good. <laughs> now we want to learn ways of how to evade, and it's like. But instead, just see what's causing me to forget that I'm the dreamer. If that's a true statement, yeah, and I believe it is. What's causing me to forget? Well, I found that it's the act of being identified as a thing. Yes, that causes me to forget that I'm a non thing. Let's say, and in that little, in that condition. A large amount of meaning is distributed from what I from the reality through the identification to other things. And those other things now have the ability to fuck with me as a thing. Yeah? They can disappoint me, they can hurt me, they can they can imprison me, they can do tons of stuff. Yeah. But the basic paradigm is I forgot that I'm the dreamer, I've taken myself to be the jerk object. And there's a dreamt tiger in there, but if I'm a dreamt object, I'm going to see that dreamt tiger is real, yeah? And I'm going to have, it's going to be very difficult to be at peace in a very small little habitat with a a, a tiger. I'm afraid it's going to attack me in a minute, yeah? What do I need to do? Say, there's not a tiger, It's not a tiger? No, realize your unreality, and then you'll see the unreality of the tiger. Instead of trying to say some weird affirmation, this is not a tiger, not a tiger, while you're pronouncing your reality, you don't want to give reality to that. It doesn't work that way. This is the first one that begets all the other meaning. See the meaning that your mind gave this. It's called it me, which is bigger than God. From that point, that me distributes all the other meaning to everything else. And now everything else has the power to affect me. Not as the dreamer or the dreaming, but as the dreamt. Yeah. I'm identified as this. So everything is taken so real because this is real. You need a little lightness. You know? The game will continue on. The dreamt object is going to meet other dreamt objects. But you can travel lighter through it. Yeah. Well, like in recovery, we say, don't take the self so seriously. How, how more serious can you take the self than think it's you? You can't take it any more seriously than that. Yeah? Read some stuff, if you want. Read it and look into it and explore what it's saying. Don't take it at face value. All right. It's in self-forgetting that you're reborn. How's that? How does that work? Well, it must be forgetting is the antidote to remembering. So you're remembered all day. And they're telling you when you forget that which is being remembered, it's going to be fucking cool. You'll be reborn. You'll feel peace, everything like that. Yeah? Alright, so. Forgetfulness. How do I forget the self? Not by trying to forget the self, that would be remembering the self. Yeah? I lose interest in it. How do I lose interest in it? It's not me. Simple as that. I get bored with what's reinforcing it because it's not me. Just like I'd be, here I am sitting in this room and I'm interested in a woman who's in the other room. And so I'm trying to listen to what she's saying because she, I gave her a lot of meaning. I'm gonna marry her, she has never even talked to me, but I'm gonna marry her and I'm gonna have two kids. I, it never goes to the place where I get divorced, it's just marriage, everything's really rosy. So I really wanna meet her, go horizontal, hopefully and so I'm doing a talk and people are going Paul you don't seem to be here tonight and I go yeah 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 and yet I can't seem to get here then they throw a book on the table how to lose interest in a conversation of another room so I read that and, oh I really agree with it, but I can't do it it means too much yeah suddenly she says something and I'm really keen and she says I really like that guy Matt and my name is Paul what happens I lose interest in the conversation as soon as it's not about me That's what happens here. When you see this yapping, which is always about you, that you're not the you it's about, you'll be bored by it. Why? Because it's fucking boring. It's the same old, same old. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. They, 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 this, this, this. Do a journal. Do a journal ten years ago. Revisit it. It's the same old bullshit before everything I'm afraid of, and then fill in the blank. But everything's always preceded that I'm afraid of. <laughs> Basically, I was in a state of fear all the time. Where did that, What was activating that fear? Self-reliance. Get the diagnosis, and then let it in and see what it does. See if you get relief. If you get relief, read what the ointment says, what it was for. The relief from self. Hey, you're onto something. Spread the ointment even a little more. So, that's it. Yes.